I'ma take it all back to when it started Life for the party Right where my heart is Songs when I won't come in, I see anything go On the road, cool, ride around with the top dog Nowhere to go to the side that I just ride around She was drug abusing from a broken heart, oh, oh Got a bad addiction, I've been drugging hard all month long I'm in that rave, I got numbers and residue on me I'm chasing the chase of the moment I'm in the trenches with smokers and steppers alone Some all that want skills are too on Manufacturer, convicted felon, I'm keeping my whip I'm pouring more blood on the money Oh, it all to the youngin' who feel that the older ones Put a dish for him I ain't got no peace What's going on, Internet Analytic here, aka Dreams And I would like to welcome you to mine Which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast I am your hip-hop slash gaming news source With a little bit of pop culture mixed in For episode 11, we're going to be getting into the Xbox Series X along with the Xbox Series X, NBA Youngboy, Marvel Avengers review, and Big Sean Detroit 2 going number one. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to hit that subscribe button. I need to cut that YouTube part out. I don't even know why I still have that in there. <laughs> but anyways, uh, more importantly, share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses so now that i got now that i have the intro out of the way we're gonna and i got the intro out of the way i always love when my groove goes away that's like an ongoing theme in this in this podcast anyways okay getting into the quote of the pod Quote of the pod for episode 11 is the Xbox Series X and S. So basically, I'm going to be breaking down everything uh, Xbox related, all the prices, the pre-order pages, and the all access to having and, and more. So in this segment, you're going to be hearing everything you need to know about the Xbox Series X. Also knowing about the Xbox Series X. And you'll know what will be coming along with getting this console because as people who listen to this podcast know, and they kind of talk about this all the time, but they always talk about the fact how I like I down Xbox a lot, but it's just because if, if Microsoft doesn't step up the game, then really PlayStation is going to have like a, not a monopoly, but basically they're going to have a firm grasp over the next generation. And that's kind of what it's looking like because Xbox still doesn't have any games. <laughs> Like, all these prices and stuff coming out is cool, but, like, where are the games at? Like, Halo got delayed, but... Anyways, that's besides the point. So, basically, we've been waiting forever. I mean, I think we're, like, mid-September, and we still haven't got the price for the PS5 or any of those PlayStation consoles. So, it's just, like, when are we going to get that information? The Xbox stepped up first and gave us the information for the prices on the Xbox Series X and S. Basically, the S is a less powerful entry-level next-gen system, so it's a minor upgrade. Whereas, on the other hand, the X, the Xbox Series X, is the most powerful console um, I think they said ever made. And it's pretty confusing because all of these names, like you have the Xbox One, you have the Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, then you have the Xbox. Um, who was the one that came after Xbox One? It was like the Xbox One X, I think. Like it's just. It's just too confusing. Like, I don't know how Microsoft's uh, marketing team came up with this type of rollout when all these letters, like, kind of, like, 
the PS4 and PS5 is, is simple. Like the 5 is more than 4, so obviously it has to be the better console. But with the Series X, how are you going to be able to tell somebody that that's better than the Xbox One? You know, just for the people who are general, like, um, fly-by-night fans, if I said that right. But anyways, um, the Xbox Series X is the most powerful console because, well, okay, getting into the S. Xbox Series S already says less powerful, but it supports 1080p, uh, 1440p resolutions, 120 frames per second. And it said it will feature 4K, but I don't know how true that is because, you know, developers will tell you anything for, to buy the console. I think Microsoft came out with like a fake story talking, about, well, not Microsoft, but basically I think IGN came out with a story talking about PlayStation or, or uh, cutting back on production or whatever but and then sony quickly came out said that wasn't true so i feel like that they knew that if people believe that they will get the xbox instead of ps because um i mean it is going to be limited but the way that ign was talking it was talking like four million was cut out of the production line which wasn't true at all um so getting into the release date both of these consoles are set to come out november 10th Xbox Series X, the most important part that we've been waiting for is the price. So the Xbox Series X will cost $499, basically $500. Xbox Series S, the less powerful version, will be $299, basically $300. So it's more of a budget console, obviously, and the Xbox Series X is more of the real the real thing. So I'm, I, I kind of, even though I rag on Xbox a lot, I like this rollout that they have with the prices. Not talking about the name, excluding the name. I like the rollout they have with the prices. Having a more budget-friendly version for somebody who's just trying to get into next gen, but not really go all the way. Because if if, if people, if gamers really care about graphics that much, they should just switch to PC. Um, getting into the pre-orders, the uh, pre-orders will start September 22nd. Uh, so you may want to save up a little bit if you haven't already save up a little bit because I think it's coming up in like a week or two I think less than I think less than two weeks but I don't know you know it'll be available on all the stores like Amazon Microsoft store you know all the retail uh, stores online shops and stuff Best Buy games uh, stop Walmart speaking of GameStop you see where they had to like shut down like a bunch of their um, stores I think GameStops I think it's about that time where GameStop goes out of business but anyways so you can pre-order these consoles on September 22nd, which is definitely important to note. And then getting into the Xbox All Access, this is what Microsoft is banking on for people to buy their console. Basically, it's when you pay a subscription, 35 per month, and you will get all, um, how do I say this? It's called like the Xbox Game Pass. And... It comes with a lot of games, <laughs> quote unquote, but how many will be like really popular? I don't know. Like if a, let's say um, Call of Duty comes out, I don't know if that'll be on the Xbox Game Pass as soon as it comes out, but may make its way onto there. The way I think that Xbox is going with this is like they'll probably have these games that like been out for a while, like a month or two, and then they'll end up on the Xbox Game Pass. So it could work out for people who really not trying to spend 60 on every game just to subscribe to the Xbox Game Pass and have unlimited um, options when it comes to gaming. Now, whether those are good options is still still got to wait to see that part. 
So that's the biggest thing that the Xbox Series X, well, that's the biggest thing that Microsoft is banking on so you can buy, so you will buy the Xbox Series X and S. Um, they're, they're making that the focal point instead of having exclusive exclusives are going to have a, a hub where it's a subscription model and you get like an unlimited number of games. But select games, not all of them. <laughs> um, Got to make that clear because Xbox definitely to be struggling with the big titles that come out like The Last of Us. That's not going to be on there. But The Last of Us 2, I don't know about The Last. Uh, yeah, I think The Last of Us is exclusive also to PlayStation. Okay, so getting into what a lot of people want to know is the Xbox Series X specs. Um, I think I've already went over this in a, I think in a YouTube video like a while back. But since it's the podcast, I'm gonna I'm going to go over it again. If you care about this type of stuff, I'm gonna get into some of the nerd numbers. So the CPU is like a AX Zen two cores at actually. All you need to know is this is the most powerful console ever made. <laughs> I'm not going through all these specs. Like, I don't even know what some of this is or what some of this means. The biggest things to know is that it has a 4K Blu-ray drive. Uh, what else is big on here? The teraflop. They have 12 teraflops. That's pretty big. I know what that is. Um, 16 gigabytes of memory, which is pretty. Well, okay. They have a disk, like a disk drive in there so that makes sense like if it was online only that wouldn't be a lot at all the expandable storage so i guess you can get this with an expansion card is a one terabyte expansion card uh i don't does that come with it that may come with it i'm not only reason i'm not too sure because they put these specs out here but they don't know what comes with and what's left out like the xbox series s i don't know if that comes with a one terabyte expansion card i would hope since i believe it's digital only that will come with a lot of storage actually, actually speaking on that I actually put uh have the stats right here for the xbox series x so instead of 12 teraflops it's going to have four so that's a big drop off uh, the cpu looks the same just a little drop off memory bandwidth is a drop off eight gigabytes internal storage uh, that's like including everything so that doesn't really count and then it does have an expandable storage one terabyte expansion card whether that's free or you have to pay a little extra for it I have no idea but the Xbox Series X seems like it's going to be one of those that um, a lot of people may gravitate to just to see what the Xbox Game Pass is about because from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing a lot of people is just waiting for the PS5 pre-orders so that's unfortunate as Xbox seems like it's going to be on the back burner of gamers minds because of the playstation 5 which i can't blame them i mean when you have that many exclusives spider-man god of war that that's like huge uh sequel anticipation building for those games i understand why people want to get the playstation and then a little easter egg i saw when searching the web i saw that phil's i think phil is that his name i don't want to say his name wrong okay phil spencer actually had an interview i think with the verge i'm not sure no it was a game a game lab conference and he actually had the xbox series s on his book stand like sideways so you couldn't even tell it was a console but basically just saying it was an easter egg like they've been had this xbox series s because because for those that don't know they showcased the xbox series x first and then when like later down the line the xbox series s got leaked and then xbox just made it microsoft just made it official by uh announcing it so it seems like they was about to announce it anyway as now they're rolling out prices and everything but 
it still got leaked, which is kind of tough for developers to deal with that type of stuff. So yeah, the, the Xbox Series X little Easter egg with Phil Spencer, that was pretty cool. Um, I don't really know too much. Uh, that's really all. Like, that's really it. I mean, it's just it's a console that's basically gonna run better than the current gens right now, which you expect. But how the graphics will look, I'm not too sure. As it is console, the graphics will not go from like like if if the Xbox One was an eight or if Xbox One was a five, I, I don't expect the Xbox Series X to be like an eight. I I don't think we're at that point where we're taking that type of leap in uh, graphics. But we'll see. They said the Xbox Series X is the most powerful console ever made, so it should show some type of promise graphics-wise. And as far as the Xbox Series S, the budget version, the digital-only version, is much cheaper, $299 instead of $499. So yeah, I mean, let me know what you think um, of the Microsoft rollout plan with the names, like that, all the confusing names and, and the prices. What do you think of the prices and what do you... Which console are you looking for? If you are thinking about getting an Xbox, which console would you get? The Xbox Series X or the Xbox Series S? Because in my opinion, it really just depends on what the games are looking like. Like, like I said, Microsoft has no games, so unless you want to play like Spotify and 4K, then I mean good luck. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all I have for um Xbox Series X and S. So hopefully the, the spec talk and the um the release the pre-order release date and in the remember that the pre-order is in is september 22nd so just in case you want to mark down your calendar or anything that's a very big release date for people who want to get the xbox because when the ps5 goes on pre-order it may start selling out it may start selling like hot case not may it will a lot of people are waiting for the ps5 pre-order link to just pop up and it's just i feel like two minutes after that link goes up of playstation 5 pre-orders are available it's gonna be another tweet right after saying we sold out like that's how fast i think the ps5 is gonna go so for the xbox to jump ahead and try to get them first it's a smart move and also let me know my last question for this segment let me know would you prefer the playstation 5 or the xbox series x to play on and that's about it for that segment so we're gonna switch it up a little bit now, getting into music, NBA Youngboy dropped a new album, I think like two, three, four days ago. Uh, it was a while ago. Anyway, it wasn't a while ago. It, it was like last for Friday. Yeah, last Thursday night, basically Friday. So, he revealed his top track list before the album, which a lot of rappers like to do. And surprising feature on here is Snoop Dogg. I mean, he has two features on here. One with Lil Wayne, one with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was, uh, I didn't expect that one. Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne really has respect from all these type of rappers. Because, not to say that he just birthed them, but like he gave them the path to do what they're doing. So a lot of them look up to Lil Wayne and jump at the opportunity to make, make music with him. So, which makes sense. I mean, Lil Wayne is one of the most, if not the most influential artists of all time i mean think of how many artists have little in their name and i know that people are gonna be like lil wayne wasn't the first one to have little well steph curry wasn't the first one to shoot the three but look everybody when they look at uh hear 
uh, best three-point shooter. They talk about Steph Curry. So it's kind of like that. Like the best little is Lil Wayne. And he made everybody want to use, put little in front of their name. Basically made it popular. Definitely a trendsetter and an icon. But yeah, so that um, 21, uh, 21 tracks. 21 tracks on this album. I think it's like 58 minutes. Uh, I've listened to this a couple times. I can't really tell you. I've listened to it like thoroughly. Because I mean, he's... He, NBA young boy, young boy is not really a lyrical rapper, but at the same time, he doesn't just be saying like, even though it kind of sounds like it, he don't be just talking kill, kill all the time. Like he also talks about some of his struggles growing up and some of the people he knows locked up and, you know, just typical rapper things. But the way that he he puts it in the story, in the, in the form of a song, definitely makes him stand out among the other rappers in his uh, peers, like the it sets him apart from his peers the way he delivers it. Okay, this his cadence is really unmatched. It's kind of it, it reminds me of little baby. The way that little baby raps and his cadence is different from everybody's. Like his voice, like when you talk, you would think he's rapping because it's just his rapping voice, and that's how NBA YoungBoy kind of talks. So yeah, that was the track list. Um, getting into what what did I want to get into? There's something else I want to get into. Uh. Oh, okay. I want I wanted to get into his sales. For some reason, I didn't pull it up. I'm gonna pull that up right quick. His sales is really good. I think he has his second number one ever. It's either his second or third number one ever. So basically, he's building up. Like he's rising with these album sales. He's not staying the same. He's not being stagnant or falling off at all. He's rising with these album sales. So with top, which was crazy because before the album came out. It was top three in pre-orders and that put the album i think on the charts which is crazy for an album to not even be out yet and still have and still be charting so obviously when the album came out you knew that the numbers was going to be even crazier but the 20 year old rapper from baton rouge rouge dropped his album 21 tracks and it was a solid album. Casey Talk was the single. House Arrest Tings was another single. And I think he had two other tracks that made the pre-orders go crazy, which is why the album charted before the album even came out. Um, I was looking at the sale. I don't see the sales at all. Okay, I see it. So basically, he sold like 110. 110 through 150. So he's getting a number one with that, which if you want to compare it to somebody, Big Sean, I think, had 115, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, for NBA Youngboy to sell that much, to be up there with uh, people like Big Sean, who's been in the game for a while, it's definitely one of those that it takes a, it takes a certain amount of relevance to to sell those type of numbers so nba young boy is definitely not going nowhere if to be honest he's really bigger than he's ever been because that's a huge you know i don't know if he's ever sold that much in his first week so he's growing with these albums which is interesting because i know he's on atlantic so i definitely know they're pushing his music but as far as the his himself i've listened to some people who speak to him and like personally and he doesn't really look into the sales like he doesn't really think about the sales like that he just puts the music out unless his fans listen to it i mean he's of course he knows like when he goes number one but 
as far as like putting this many songs will get this many streams i don't really get i don't think he gets into that much detail but when you're kind of like lit like him it doesn't really matter so the young boy he definitely outsold uh, the predictions and and have in is on pace to have his biggest debut ever at number one with like 110 to 150k so getting into two of the song well okay so when i talked about the features those was actually my favorite songs even though the album was decent i don't think that the other songs regularly like the, the regular songs really uh matched up with the ones he had with other iconic people like lil wayne and snoop dogg because snoop dogg and lil wayne definitely added their unique flavor so it kind of made it stand out from the rest of the album and i'm not saying that he, next album he need, needs to just have a bunch of fe features because he does enough features but just saying that when it comes to his own album he likes to do it himself which is i mean there's nothing wrong with that i mean j cole does that j cole does that to the extreme like he'll feature nobody like i'm surprised he even lets himself rap on the track the way he be trying to isolate everything but anyways getting into one of the tracks called my window featuring lil wayne i think this is my favorite yeah this is my favorite uh ver one of my favorite verses from lil wayne this year because the way he flips windows so many times like he just you know how Lil Wayne takes one word and just says it 20 30 different ways like he does this in this song and the way that he executed it definitely reminded me of uh not old Lil Wayne but definitely um in a pocket Lil Wayne like he was definitely in his bag on this song so we're gonna play his verse and you can hear that right now so as you can tell Lil Wayne definitely took the little windows flip and flipped it to the uh, best of his ability <laughs> the only he flipped it in a way that only Lil Wayne can which is why he's one of the greatest like he's one of the goats so um especially that windows defrost line like i worked the tech like windows microsoft my windows on defrost like that was kind of uh yeah, that was a nice little flip even though he was talking about killing and it's not really something i partake in i'm a law-abiding citizen <laughs> I, I do enjoy uh a gun flip every now and then with the with the tech and the windows and windows defrost so basically saying that heating up the window with the tech i don't even know if y'all caught that but anyways um so now we're gonna get into my next favorite song on the album and i think that's why you put this on the last track on the album because he knew how good this song was but his uh chemistry with snoop dogg even though they don't go back and f they don't go back and forth snoop dogg just being on this track is definitely um solidifies young boy because the the feature like he literally only had two features for lil wayne and snoop dogg like that's how you know that he was taking this album very seriously so we're gonna listen to the chorus from young boy listen to snoop dogg's verse and then i think yeah i think it's like 50 seconds so we're gonna play that right now 
and y'all can hear it calling featuring Snoop Dogg. Doggy back, four too flat, black hat, no mask on. Tough talking, get blast on. Keep walking and smash on. Move fast when I see the profit. Blue rag in my back pocket. Hundred grand every time I drop it. Can't what a stop it. Every time I hit the block, I'm on a mission. Quick to serve the on the spot who didn't listen. It's hot up in the kitchen. I'm burning down your house. You talking slick, my gun up in your mouth. Big money, act funny, we coming, we gunning. Them bullets be humming, keep ducking, keep running. I'm a G, doggy stay balling. I'm throwing up the seat and all these calling. Calling, So basically, you could hear the dynamic with NBA Youngboy and Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's verse was pretty good. Definitely not as good as Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne went crazy for, uh, with his verse, but, you know, I'm a huge Lil Wayne fan. I mean, that's how we got Drake and Nicki, but <laughs> anyways, Snoop Dogg's verse was very solid on this track. The beat was catchy. The way Youngboy came in, took over like he always does, and... It was a solid track overall, uh, overall and just getting into the album top i think the album was pretty good like i'm not a huge young boy fan but i i listen to his like um i love when he's features on uh, other people songs because he, he adds a different flavor like at first i thought little baby was that type of artist that only could do features but he totally proved me wrong this year <laughs> but nba young boy definitely uh held his own on this album and solidified that he doesn't need other people to make a solid project so yeah that's all i really have for the nba Youngboy top album that's going to projected to be number one let me know what was your favorite track on the album and also let me know what uh which young rapper do you prefer prefer nba young boy or little baby click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias you can direct message me let me know i know some of y'all do that some of y'all um like just Hit me on some like, hey, can you talk about this? Or, yeah, I really feel what you was talking about in that one segment when you said this, this, and that. <laughs> but, so, yeah, I definitely appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, just do that. Uh, let me know. NBA young, young Boy or Lil Baby. But while I leave you with that uh, question, we're going to switch it up a little bit. And my groove went away. I'm going to make that like a saying. My groove went away. Like, I'm going to make that like a t-shirt or something. Anyway, switching it up. Now, getting into gaming. I definitely wanted to talk about this game last week, but I didn't play, I didn't beat the game, so I didn't want to talk about it until I actually beat it. Because let me tell you, I have some strong opinions because I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I could go on for days about this game. But I'm going to try to keep it simple and not go on for too long. <laughs> But for Marvel fans, y'all definitely going to enjoy this discussion as we're going to be talking about the Marvel Avengers. And I'm going to give my own review while also talking about some of the reviews coming from the big outlets. So basically, Marvel Avengers is a soft... I can't even... I'm a huge Marvel fan, so this is like, like real feedback. <laughs> this game has issues, <laughs> but <laughs> it's one of those that it, the, the post-launch content could definitely save the game if they fix the bugs and glitches and when i say bugs and glitches i mean like you would have thought the game tester they hired just 
played the game without even thinking. Like he just played the game on uh I don't want to say Stevie. <laughs> Basically, he played the game. I don't even th- I don't even think he was watching while he played the game. Like cuz there was so many bugs in this game, like it was just obvious. One in particular that definitely bugged me cuz usually bugs and glitches don't really bug me that much, but I was in the main mission, well, the last main mission with um in and the game just crashed like i was playing as captain america i was running there was like little cutscenes with the hulk one of the cutscenes didn't have iron man and thor when it's supposed to have it and another cut and another cutscene just uh made my captain america go visible invisible which i think is one of black widow's abilities and the game just crashed like it just froze right there so i had to restart it and that's when i saw iron man and stuff like i was like that wasn't in the last cutscene so yeah that mission was bound to crash but anyways Beyond that, getting into the gameplay, I think they tried to put a little flavor in the gameplay. Um, I know they tried in the story. I really like the story. The story is kind of basic, but at the same time, it's not too basic. And what I mean by that is they went with a character called Captain, called Miss Marvel, which is like a younger Avenger. She like, she's basically like the female Mr. Fantastic. She brought that like human element to the game. So I really thought they tried because going with her is a bold move because you play with her throughout most of the campaign like you don't get the other real heroes to like the end of it so it's kind of like one of those things that they knew that if they just gave you all the main heroes and her you was going to pick the main heroes because you can only have four on a mission max and there's six heroes if i'm not if i'm not mistaken so she definitely like even though she's a great character i prefer some of the other ones over her so you play with her throughout the most uh, most of the campaign basically building the avengers back from scratch you you find the helicarrier with bruce you find the avengers one by one some of the avengers come out of the blue some of them you actually go to find and the story overall is just a fun ride but once it ends you definitely don't want to do it again because it's kind of like they don't reward you in a way that most campaign games do but that's because this is a heavy rpg live service game if i'm saying if i'm saying that right so basically they want this game to last for years now on some i bet they would love it to last as long as gta any game would love to last as long as gta 5 but basically this is the longest they want this to be the longest Marvel's avengers like have the longest uh, longevity if that even makes sense longest longevity anyways the marvel avengers was definitely a hype game but when it came out a lot of people were skeptical because it was kind of like half good half bad and the bad was bad but the good turned into great at certain moments like the cat I'm going I'm going to spoiler territory so if you don't want to hear this then uh, um, I mean skip to the next segment or I can't give you no timestamp I don't know what the next segment is I'm doing this live but anyways when you go to save Captain America you like you go up in space with Iron Man and that part is is really nice I think the best cutscene in the game is when um, I can't even think of what is the best cutscene in the game I don't think there's no definitive best cutscene but one of my favorites is when you save cap and the little um back and forth banter with cap and tony when they're sitting in a spaceship kind of reminded me of in game when 
Iron Man and Nebula was sitting in the spaceship and they was just waiting for somebody to save them. That's kind of how this mission with saving Captain America ends. You're just in an escape pod sitting there thinking you're about to die and they're just like confessing to one another. So that was one of my favorite cutscenes in the game. As far as the gameplay, the gameplay solid. Uh, each hero has a skill tree. Each hero plays unique. So that's the biggest part that not it's not just press one button. A lot of people are saying that it's definitely a lot of people are saying it's just press one button and you win. Like it's definitely not that. Once you get to a certain level, if you don't dodge or press some of the other buttons, like you will die. Like it's not one button mash. And, and it's, once you unlock certain stuff, you can hit certain combos like Mortal Kombat style and do some real damage. So they definitely tried with that. The bugs and glitches are the biggest pro uh, problem in my eyes. And if they don't fix that by the time some of these high level characters come out, well, um, high stature characters come out like Spider-Man and Black Panther, then I think this game will be done for. Not with me because I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I'm going to try to stick with it. But as far as these other companies, like they don't really have time to stick with a broken game. And that's basically what Marvel Avengers is. Uh, some of these, getting into the, some of the reviews on the roundup. Informer gave this game 88 out of 100. Uh... I can't even see some of these. This ad is blocking it. I hate when the ad blocks it. Um, nobody cares about that. Oh, okay. GameSpot. What is GameSpot? They didn't really show a GameSpot score. They must do it. They must be still doing the review in progress. They always be doing. Basically, all these games gave this like a decent score. It wasn't nothing too crazy. It's basically what all of them, all of them said like this game has the number one quote you can get from each one of these reviews is that this game has a ton of potential and that's be just because of the post-launch content like if this game would have just came out as a campaign once you beat it that's it and you can replay it on like hard mode or something i don't think people would have really cared that much but because you have characters like spider-man black panther captain marvel coming in the future then this game has life they just have to fix the bugs and glitches like get somebody who actually can see to do the game testing and i think this game will be fine but for the most part i had fun with this game i mean i'm a huge marvel fan my favorite hero to play was definitely iron man because i'm not gonna lie some of the maps getting around as captain america was the biggest struggle i've ever faced like because with iron man you could just fly to the top of the building you could fly to, to wherever and, and collect with thor too well, really, everybody has great maneuver techniques ex except for um, Captain America. I mean, Hulk jumps high. I ain't really try Hulk in the open world setting, but with the buildings. like in And another thing is they, they put the story in a certain way that they didn't have to have NPCs. And what I mean by that is like, AIM is the person you're taking out. They're taking out Inhumans. And so whenever they deem a zone as an Inhuman infected in a zone or whatever, they clear it out. So that gave the developers an excuse. So whenever you went for a mission, it gave them a way out, a cop out to not have any NPCs in the world. Which hopefully they implement like a, um, uh, what they call it? Basically like an explorer and put, I don't think they're gonna put NPCs in the game cause they can't even fix the game with no NPCs. So 
that's the last of the the least of their worries but uh yeah iron man was definitely my favorite hero it may be thor i just have to play with him a little bit more and, and fill out his skill tree because that's another thing i got to the end of this end of this campaign and really this was on me well no this is on the game side missions you get like um gear and stuff to upgrade your characters but they're so boring and so like defend this computer okay defend three computers okay defend uh that computer and don't let the other two get captured it's just weird like nobody wants to play defend the, the computer missions and the bosses in this game is just really bad like you play it you fight abomination and that's like that's like the only high level uh villain you go up against i mean modok i mean who really cares about modok like to be honest they really use modok so they can have an excuse to, to throw endless robots at you but the villains the villains in this game was was horrible you fight taskmaster and uh abomination but after that it's just bosses against rope the the rest of the bosses are just robots like huge robots like that's not that's not fun at all the only one I could see being fun playing with friends is fighting against the war bot. I think that's what they called it. Where it's like a huge bot. It's like a huge um, ship. And it flies around and shoots at you. And you have to do certain things. And this is where Iron Man comes. This is funny because I, I played that mission as Iron Man. I wonder how hard it would have been if I played that mission as like Captain America. Because even as Iron Man, I was having trouble flying around. Getting onto top of it and then taking out the the shields and then taking out the sides because you have to take out the shields before you can take out the sides and doing that with Iron Man that would have been really impossible like basically impossible like I don't even I can't even think of how I'd be able to do that because the ways they try to get around Captain America not being able to get to the heights of Tony is they have these little platforms that they they uh, elevate you. And if I played as Captain America, I wonder if they would have had those. But I was playing as Iron Man, so they didn't. I'm really giving them the benefit of the doubt when I shouldn't. Because these bugs and glitches makes me think that they really just wanted to put this game out. So they can start actually fixing it. Like, Because I think they had a deadline. And the company that they was making this for. Which is, I think Square Enix made this game. which Who also made Final Fantasy 7 remake which i think is right now a strong contender for game of the year so it's surprising that this game has so many bugs and glitches but then again you could look on the flip side and say that because final fantasy 7 remake is so heavy in the uh rpg and that was like a real rpg unlike this game which is kind of kind of like an rpg not really full not really fleshed out like final fantasy remake was fleshed out you can tell this game wasn't really fleshed out and the parts that were it was it was good which which is why every like main um, big company says that this game has a ton of potential because at the end of the day nobody wants this game to fail we just want a good game a good Avengers game and nobody wants to be playing as um, Black Widow and, and be in a mission and the whole mission just shuts down. It just freezes because I've had that. I had that happen to me two or three times. I even had to happen in the beta, but I didn't bring it up because I thought they would fix it. I guess they was just trying to uh, let us know what we was about to get ourselves into. So it wasn't really too much with the. Um, wasn't really too much I had to say about the Marvel Avengers. It was a lot of setbacks with the bugs. 
if there wasn't so many bugs and glitches, I think this game would be a 7 out of 10. But if I had to give an honest review, being a huge Marvel and I'm a huge Marvel fan, like, hurts my heart to say it, but this game is a 5 out of 10. Like, <laughs> if a game, if game breaking bugs, a game breaking bug is, the, is to me, is when you have to reset the game. And that happened to me two or three times. Game developers are t are basically hounded over like overnight hours just to try to avoid that simple not simple it's, it's very complex but avoid the simple fact of the game just completely shutting down like little bugs and glitches don't even affect me like it affects other game uh, game reviewers they'll point out little bugs but in this game like the game sometimes it just completely shuts down on you and that's because sometimes when you have four characters and you're fighting like a lot of robots and they're flying all around the, the frame rate goes to like the frame rate the frame rate literally just goes on vacation like there's no type of frame rate it's like a little slideshow sometimes especially if you're playing as the hulk don't let you play as the hulk and then everything's flying around because you're the one doing most of the damage so every time you do a little special you think the whole game is about to break down so yeah marvel avengers has a lot and i mean a lot of issues but the post content post game dlc and the way that they're rolling it out seems like they're gonna be able to keep this game alive i just hope that they fix the original problem and don't forget about the game breaking bugs and glitches as far as that for the end of the game you could tell that they're going to keep the story going with dlc characters but for the most part this is what we have right now and that's why a lot of people are waiting to see how they actually develop this game so i don't really think i went too long with that review um let me know what do you think of marvel avengers what what, what rating would you give it click my link tree in my bio to access my social media send me a direct message on one of those social media platforms and just let me know what do you think they can do to make you want to keep playing the game because for me i'm not really too after i beat the campaign i was like i'm not coming back to this game until spider-man comes out like that's how i was thinking or black panther comes out well no there's a lot of characters i'll come back for but then that's the thing you're going to come back for the character and if the game's the same it's going to be like 2k like we're dealing with the same problems that we told y'all to fix like two months ago like we i don't want that to happen i don't want marvel the avengers to be the new 2k so yeah, that's all I really had for it. Let me know what you think about that game and what would you review it and what score would you give it? So now, now that we're done with the little Marvel's review, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. It's funny, my groove went away and then I clicked on it and then it went, went away again, like twice, two times in a row. You would think it was just playing with me at this point. But anyways, let's switch it up. Okay, getting into one of my favorite artists, we're going to talk about my man Big Sean and his latest album, Detroit 2, going number one on Billboard. Like, that's huge. Because if y'all didn't know, the last podcast, it was projected that 6ix9ine would go number one, selling over 150,000. Because, But because nobody really likes 6ix9ine and Billboard, Spotify don't really promote him like that because I guess suddenly they have a backbone even though a lot of these artists are i'm not gonna get into that but basically it's it's cool to hate on 6ix9ine even though what he did is crazy but 
the way that they're going, he's basically blackball. So I don't want to give I don't want to give him any excuses because he, he really chose that path. Could have came out and been like uh, regretful for doing what he did, but he just came out and doubled down on everything. So I'm not really too sorry for him. So as far as his album, it got taken down. Like Billboard took all his uh. So, so what artists do? They sell an album. And they sell merch along with it. So what they do is they sell clothes. They sell something that you can buy. And they attach the album to it. So whenever you buy that piece of clothing. You also get a digital copy of the album. Which counts as an album sell. 6 9 had a lot of those. I think he had way more. Not that I think. He did have way more merch sales. Than he did album sales. Which I mean it's, a, it's really a testament to your fan base. That you can get them to buy like a $30, $60 t-shirt. And attach the album, which the album is like what three, four dollars. Like, but at the same time, I mean, if Billboard, Spotify, Apple don't like you, then they're just gonna take it away. So they they discounted, not discounted. They took away his merch sales with the bundles. So he actually sold like fifty to sixty thousand, sold fifty hard copies, I believe. And Big Sean's album, Detroit Two. Ended up winning the race with selling over 110,000 units in his first week. Gaining him one of his many number. He has, I think he's went number one with every al- album. So 6ix9ine almost broke the streak. But because of the in- industry doesn't like him, they gave that number one to Big Sean. Which I can't be mad at because Big Sean's definitely my favorite artist. And I, can't, I don't really care too much for 6ix9ine uh, for the way for what he did. But... I'm a law-abiding citizen, but if I was pretending to be a gangster and like went to jail and facing all that jail time, I would definitely still do the same thing that Six Nine did. But I wouldn't be coming out double down and like, yeah, I, I'm glad I told on them, and I'm glad they're in jail. Like I wouldn't, I would be, I would come out and say, man, I, I can't believe that I chose to be a gangster to sell records. That's all he had to do, but he went to. He went, an unfor- un- he went the unfortunate route, basically. So, Big Sean had a huge dub with Detroit 2, gaining another number one. He was celebrating. I think uh, 6ix9ine put up like a video of him being sad, ripping up posters and stuff. Basically, trying to make fun of him flopping, quote unquote. And he, he technically didn't flop. I mean, the industry kind of just took away his sales. But, you know, when nobody really cares for you, they don't really point that out. So... Um, Big Sean, it's not really too much to talk about. I mean, Big Sean went number one. I mean, what else? I mean, what can I, what else can I say about that? I knew he was gonna go. Actually, I didn't know. I thought six nine would go number one. I'm glad he ended. I'm glad Big Sean ended up going number one because it just adds to his di- discography, which is just unmatched by many. Right? Like his discography is, is some of the greatest bodies of work I've ever listened to. I mean, Big Sean. I mean, he has Detroit too. Dark Sky Paradise. I decided. Finally Famous. Hall of Fame. I mean, he just has so many solid bodies of work. And not even solid, amazing bodies of work. Cause you can tell that he crafted every single track in the album to follow up to the next track. And, and people are like, what do you mean? That's like simple. Like sometimes people put certain songs before another song because the end of that song leads right into the to the tone of the next song 
but it's kind of what Big Sean was doing with his Detroit 2. But if you want to hear my Detroit 2 album review, I already gave that in my last podcast. If you want to look up on Spotify, I think the little segment, I probably that segment is probably already out. It probably says like Detroit 2 or Big Sean. It probably just says Big Sean. So if you click on that, uh, you can hear my album review. So I'm not going to go over it again. Just know that I think the album is amazing and definitely one of the greatest albums to come out this year. One of the biggest things I think that helped with Big Sean's album sales is that he actually opened up a lot because for the most part, me being a huge Big Sean fan, kind of was let down because you never see him too much. Like you see him with Janae Aiko, which is like his girl, but um, which is funny. Y'all was uh, texting me about that on my Instagram account and y'all and some of y'all was like, I love how you said that they had chemistry like we don't know their date what uh, they're dating. And I know, I just like to say the word chemistry, you know. Definitely can't say the other word. I mean, hopefully y'all know what chemistry means. But anyways, um, yeah, so Big Sean opened up about his mental health, which is a huge topic right now because a lot of people are going through that because with COVID, it's kind of like being in your own space when you have to be quarantined. Some people can't handle that. Like me, myself, I could be alone like forever and have a blast. Like, because... I don't be, um, I don't know what's the word. I don't really need people to fulfill, like, my, well, probably family. But, like, as far as, like, being by myself, I could do that any time of the day, any time of the week. Because I fulfill, I fulfill my own happiness. And I don't really, that sounds corny saying it. <laughs> but basically, it's true. Like, I can, I can do things that makes me happy. Like, I could work on something like this. Like, I'm doing a podcast. Like, I could do something that makes me happy and makes me feel like I'm serving the community in a good way. And which, I mean, I do a lot of other things, but I, I try to keep everything that I do kind of separate. So you have different revenues of income, if that makes sense. So when I'm by myself, I think about opportunities to change the world, basically, and how to make myself a better person each and every day. So it's kind of like I could be by myself and not really and have a blast but other people will be by themselves and get depressed and that's kind of what big sean was talking about how he he was talking about uh wanting to kill himself at a certain point in his life and just wanting to give and, and think about this this was after he was famous you know people say money doesn't change everything and i feel like that statement is really cons- uh towards people with big sean's state of mind because it's really like mental health is one of those things that rich being rich comes from inside but people think being rich comes from like currency so it's kind of like you could be poor but be really happy with having a house to stay in because somebody lets you stay in that that's really that has a lot of money that lets you stay in the house and you can have that house and and know that other people are like because no matter how bad you're doing there's somebody that's out there doing worse than you that wish they had what you had you know so it's kind of like i always look at it like that but kind of like with big sean he was just feeling like he was going through the worst of it. Like he was just, everything was just down on him and he just wanted to end it all. But then he really, he said he didn't really realize how the important it was to embrace the ups and downs of life and enjoy taking active steps to better it. So that's kind of like what I'll be talking about with bettering myself. He's talking about it's a journey. So it's definitely a journey. Never really think about the destination. Always think about what you want to do to better yourself for the next day or what you can do to better yourself right now. Um, so yeah, Big Sean talked about his uh, mental health. What else? 
he said he started praying a lot and, and started having a lot of faith and just looking toward leaning on God and stuff and stuff like that. Um, he said while working on Detroit too, he was worried it was taking the process was taking too long. Which, as a Big Sean fan, I could tell you the process was taking way too long. I mean, the last project he dropped was when I was in high school. I think I've said that like a bunch of times throughout my uh, these podcasts, but like that's. That's a long time. I'm in college now. That's a long time. <laughs> Two or three years. That's crazy. But um, he was saying that he didn't know if Detroit 2 would go number one or not. Because, I mean, you're going up against 6 9 He's a huge troll. His first album since coming out of jail. You never know how that's going to go. Ended up with the number one album. But he still kept tweeting. Letting, basically, I like that he kept tweeting after he got number one. Because it didn't make it seem like he was just uh, letting... He, it didn't seem like he was just letting us know about all this just because he wanted to go number one. Like he was actually opening up, opening up to the fans because he genuinely felt like doing it. So he kept sending out tweets after his uh, album went number one, just talking about certain things and just thanking them and also giving them more insight into his life. He said he got tired of rapping, which, I mean, understand. I mean, he's been in the game for a while. Like, he's been in the game for longer than a decade. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, sometimes when you do your passion for a while, it doesn't, it stops being your passion. You just have to find another spark that makes you re, uh, it makes you, you have to find something that reintroduces you to your passion, if that makes sense. So kind of like with basketball, like let's say you're playing basketball and you get hurt, right? And then you just lose total passion for the game. And then after that, you just realize throughout the the, like working on uh, your injury, you just find a whole new respect for how to build a body from scratch. If that makes sense, you get more into detail on how certain things affect your body certain foods affect your body and you start eating drinking better and you just become a better version of yourself and through that you want to take up your passion again so it's kind of like one of those things that through heartbreak you can open other doors like he said one thing on his album that was really true he said through one of the biggest l's he learned it taught him how to get his uh biggest w so it was kind of like one of those things that people always say L's aren't losses, the lessons, and that's a that's a huge thing. And then it's just how you approach it. Uh, he kept tweeting. It's a lot of tweets. I don't want to get into all of it. We're going to be here for like hours. But he kept talking about how the artists, fans, and everything made him feel uh, who, who uh, feel him through the music. Or share it or mention it or anything. He said he felt this sense of community with his uh, album and, and just felt like they, they really came together to, to support him. So he, he thanked the fans for that. Uh, and, and really, he didn't know, I already said he didn't know he was going number one, but that, that just shows how much he really cared about opening up with this album is that even if he didn't go number one, he didn't care because he. he he got what he wanted out of this album. Basically, wanted to get a clearer state of mind, of mind and, and a clearer 
plan on how he wanted to continue his journey so i'm glad he found that i'm glad he uh opened up about his mental health struggles um hopefully skip bayless doesn't say uh like i remember uh real rappers never talked about their mental health because it made them rap worse or something hopefully because you know he be skip bayless be wild <laughs> now nah, that's a callback to another thing with dak prescott but that's a whole nother situation but yeah that's all i really want to get into with uh big sean basically want to talk about the fact that his album went number one and six nine only sold 50 to sixty thousand copies which it's a flop to his standards because it's like for y'all that don't know, if you're on the label and you sell fifty, if you're on the, if you're independent and sell fifty to sixty thousand, that's a huge dub. Cause independent, you do everything yourself. Like you can have a team, but you basically do everything yourself. You have to make the connections yourself and everything. Labels are solely a bank that loans you money and already has connections set up for you to heighten your career. So. 669 is blackballed it doesn't make sense to him to be on a label since he's on a label he's not getting the full cut of that 50 to 60,000 since he's not getting the full cut of that 50 60,000 the people that he has that protects him day in and day out when he goes out to just 7-eleven to get a bottle of water or something they're gonna have to start slimming down on the security because for those that don't know it takes it, it costs a lot for for to employ those type of security guards because he doesn't have regular security guards he has like the highest um stature is stature the right word i'm not how using words i have no idea what it means but he has the highest stature of like bodyguards it's kind of like the president um i'm trying to look up six nines bodyguards uh wage i don't even know if that's too specific he pays him so much that i bet you it'll pop up Let me see. Let me see. So basically, um, so yeah, there are articles about on this, and of course it will be because he pays a lot. I think he probably pays the most for security. Because if you look at other rappers, they don't have to like they literally build a wall around him when he goes places. Like they literally walk around him so you can't come at him from any angle, and to afford that type of um security. You have to pay them about 25 an hour and he, he rolls with like seven to eight of them from day to day so just like do the math in your head like i would do the math right here but i'm no mathematician i would have to bring up the old calculator but okay let's just say 25 an hour let's say they're with them for like 10 hours and let's say it's like um eight of them so that's that's two thousand for that day, for just that day, just to roll around, roll around with him. Which I don't think it'll be ten hours, but well, actually, yeah, it might be ten hours because he was in Chicago like for a while. He was in New York for a while too. And I mean, just I mean, seven days out of the week times seven, that's fourteen thousand a week times two. 28,000 two weeks. I mean, you just see where the numbers are going. Like, it, that that's basically how you figure out people's wages. I mean, you just look it up on the internet and just figure it out for yourself. Well, 28,000 for two weeks for, for a, a wall of security, it's just, it, it doesn't match up to his album sales. And he'll definitely have to either go dark and only come out when he has to promote 
or just going quarantine and just say he caught COVID or something because the way that he has bodyguards right now, those album sales are definitely not paying for that. And um, those are just the like honest facts. Like it's not just me hating. Those are actual like facts you can look up how much bodyguards make and the, the type of bodyguard six nine has is not regular bodyguards at by any means. So yeah. I don't know I don't know how this went into a six nine tangent. I just went crazy. I didn't mean to do that. But anyways, um yeah. Big Sean, Detroit two went number one. Let me know what you think. Did you think that Detroit two is the best album of twenty twenty? Or what album do you think is the best album of twenty twenty? Let me know, uh, click my link tree in my bio to access my social media, send me a message on one of those platforms and just let me know what you think of Detroit 2 and which album is your favorite of 2020. For me right now, it would have to be either the The Weeknd's album, which re- The Weeknd's not a rapper, but currently like, doesn't really matter to me. He has the, he's the most talented artist that I've He's one of the most talented artists of all time. Like, I know I'll throw around that all time, but that's just because I only listen to music. Well, I listen to a lot of music, but only replay music and put music on a pedestal when it's from artists that I can really tell creates the vibe. And I think I've talked about that on the other podcast, what that means. Some artists have stuff written for them to perform and everything like that, which The Weeknd might. I mean, he sings, so it, it wouldn't be out of the realm to have something written for him. But to, to perform it like that, and he's performed live. And so it's just the whole package for me. And The Weeknd has that for me. So I feel like he has the number one album, in my opinion. The number one out rap album. I'm not going to lie. I probably have to go to Eminem. And a lot of people are probably going to get mad at me with that pick. But like, I know we try to uh, uphold the, the black people in, in rap. But like, I mean, Eminem's album, like he's just, he's just rapping on a whole different level. Like the way that Eminem raps, literally no one else raps like that. Like it's, it's just very... It's very confusing why nobody's tried to copy him yet. I mean, people have tried, like, I can't even think of people. Like, Logic, maybe? Machine Gun Kelly? I don't know. Eminem's one of a kind. And the way he rapped on his album this year, I think it's called uh, Music To Be Murdered By. The way that album, um, that album was crazy. But we're going to get into that later in the year. I'm going to give you my top five album picks and my top five, like, rappers and stuff like that. I'm going to go through the whole list. So we're going to break that down. So yeah, that was the last segment of the podcast. Um, so yeah, that's about it for episode 11. I guess I could recap a little bit. For quote of the, quote of the pod, we talked about the Xbox Series S and X. For music, we talked about NBA Youngboy's album. Gaming, I gave my Marvel Avengers review. Pop culture, I gave... In pop culture, we talked about Big Sean's album going number one. So yeah, that's about it for episode 11. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast and don't be afraid don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Notorious Mass Effect.